Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. What's up, everybody? I'm Kevin. And I am John. And you're listening to the Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger podcast, where we're taking a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Now, Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of our favorite 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. I feel like this whole movie is a deep dive. We're like we're we're episode three of Total Recall right now. I'm exhausted, and we haven't even yeah. started yet. We haven't scratched the surface of what's really going on. No, apparently, no. who knows? I don't know that we ever figure out what's really going on in this movie. It's no. just deep like it's that. It's sort of like Inception. Yeah, how it's a dream within rabbit. a dream. That's right. Where does how deep does the rabbit hole go? Exactly. There's also a lot of Matrix stuff in there, including what we just saw, which was him popping that bug out of himself in a, in a gruesome fashion. Very interesting. I wonder if the Warshawski Once Upon a Time brothers yeah. took some took some cues from some Total Recall. That's Definitely could very have. Interesting because there's more than one similar things that are very much referenced which we'll get to as we go and we'll point them out don't ruin it so so we've got uh the last the last episode ended with one version of arnold named hauser telling the main version of arnold named quaid to get your ass to Mars. Everybody got that? You followed yeah. along so Arnold far? told Arnold to go to Mars. He found a suitcase full of cool spy shit, which is like you every know? 12-year-old boy slash me and you dream. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be so cool. And you suddenly know karate or whatever fighting style Arnold knows. Not karate. <laughs> He's a brawler. But so this this uh, this section picks up with the shuttle arriving on Mars and which proves once again that models look better. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, it's awesome. Super good. We see a a plus size woman coming off like just a a large Arnold sized woman (laughs) coming off the shuttle. She's passing through customs here. Now, it does look like a very stressful customs environment. I will say I was looking at it going. Yeah, I feel feel stressed just looking at that line. (laughs) Yes. Um, She did not have like the quick pass or that she's not TSA pre-checked. She doesn't have global entry (laughs) or intergalactic entry. Interesting thing. The woman's passport identifies her as Priscilla Allen, uh-huh. which is the name of the actress. <laughs> there you go. So that's cool, I guess, that's all for she her. Could remember. Yeah, maybe. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, then we also see in the same moment, like Richter and his goons are walking through with some military personnel. That's right. Um, there's Quado graffiti Ooh. in the airport, I guess Martians you call it. Martians love Quado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they think they, he's uh, fucking George Washington. And they're like, let's kill him. <laughs> <laughs> cool, dudes. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, so they're being ushered out by the military. And it's at that point that the customs officer... You oh, yeah, yeah. He he's asked asking, her. how long are you here? <laughs> Two weeks. Okay, he's like, what, did you have any fruit or vegetables? 
two weeks. Two weeks. He's two like, weeks. he's like, excuse me. And then she starts having having a meltdown. Her and face is Priscilla Allen goes for it big time. I don't know what they they said, ma'am. Are you willing? She's to just, seizing. Are you, are you willing to? I don't know. Pull your face apart. It's basically. I think she told him, "Flash a strobe light in my face, trigger a seizure." <laughs> but yeah, she is like twitching. She's shaking. She's like pulling her mouth in she, all sorts of weird it ways. Looks like she's gonna pull like her skin off of her skull. Yeah. So which draws attention, which Richter hears. Do you think? Yeah, right. Richter notices. He realizes that it's Quaid. Immediately. Yeah. I mean, yeah, who knows what it is, but he's quite right, obviously. Yeah. They sort of surround the woman. The perpetrator. Yeah. And and, uh, then he sort of, a wig falls off. He pops a button or something on the side of the head, and the head sort of opens up, which is very cool. It it sort of segments out. It breaks up into these segments. It's very right? cool. Yeah, it's very, it's a very, very cool. Which effect. I guess was a practical effect. Yeah, well, it had to have been. Because and underneath that is a terrible looking Arnold now sculpture. This, this is we've talked a lot about some prosthetic heads, some, yeah. some fake Arnold heads in this movie, and we've already seen two to this point. They looked this, better than this one. This one is my least favorite. This one is an abomination. It was just a lumpy. This looks like that show nailed it. Like <laughs> 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 somebody was like, "What's yeah. my task? Make a paper mache Arnold Schwarzenegger." Make a good bust of Arnold. Now I gotta say, if some like interloper off the sc- off the street made that, I'd be impressed. But yeah, God, for for somebody to have thrown serious for, for a movie funds, magician, yeah, that's not a great look. It looks like if Arnold Schwarzenegger had been injured and could no longer move part of his face. Do you think? Do you think the mask could it only say two weeks or was it malfunctioning? I think it was malfunctioning. I think it was clearly malfunctioning. Okay, I think probably. Quaid wanted it to say something else and it wouldn't give the it, other answer. It, it just kept it. saying two weeks. It couldn't. And he was like, ah, oh, shit, what do I, and I think that's probably why he was trying to like grab the mouth. He's probably trying to like tell it to <laughs> say something else. Say, say something else. <laughs> yes. So he takes the mask, he chucks it to the policeman. Here, catch. The mask looks up at the cop and says, get ready for a surprise. So clearly he can say it. And otherwise. now it can talk again. <laughs> it's a bummer that didn't happen Apparently two minutes it ago. It could be programmed to say something and not fuck it But up. it blows up yeah. and like all hell breaks loose in there. Richter opens fire because that's what Richter does. I'm wondering so was that mask inside the case because I can't see that mask fitting inside the suitcase. I feel like given its collapsible ability it could have been that it could have been in there. The I mentioned in our last episode that you do see the yellow dress that she's wearing sort of poking out of the case. So I that made me think the mask must be supposed to be in there. This could be something like from Back to the Future, too, where you pop it in the microwave like a little capsule when it comes out and it's a full grown <laughs> head. Yes, it's like dehydrated. Yeah, it's a dehydrated <laughs> head. Absolutely. So yeah, and then so Richter starts shooting because that's what Richter does. He ruptures the dome. I'm all. Yeah, you said it before all hell breaks loose immediately people start getting sucked out you're afraid you're going to get sucked out um, <laughs> was a classic it's the classic like space vacuum yeah that happens in and uh, 50% of alien, sci-fi space movies yeah event horizon yeah it's always you blow the hatch open and everything wants to get sucked out right yeah it's awesome i that happens literally, I feel like, in every alien movie, at least once. That that and drowning at sea are two irrational f- fears that sucked I Sucked out into space yes. for you, or just sucked out the airplane window? Yeah, well, sucked out into space more specifically. Okay. I know that 
because I know that death would not be instantaneous. If I got sucked out of an airplane window, I know I have a little while to think about it, oh. but I know by the time I'm going to hit the ground, I'm probably going to be like either in shock and passed out. And then when I hit the ground, I'm just going to die. I'm not going to feel it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've jumped out of an airplane before. Skydiving was one of the coolest things I've ever done. I'd do it again. I'd love to do it again. Okay. But the thought of getting sucked out of an airplane is less scary to me than drowning at sea, like in, in abyss. Like when <laughs> Mary, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio does the thing to like save everybody because she knows that Ed Harris is a better swimmer. Yeah. That scene gives me major agita. And then the thought of getting sucked into space terrifies me also. Okay. So there you go. There's that. Right on. So if what you want to torture, if what you want to, you want to torture John, just take him to space. No, and, I want uh, to go to space. That's yeah? the thing. Yeah. I'm just scared of getting sucked out. So someone there triggers like the emergency doors. And right, finally, after several people get a sucked few, out. A few, mainly bad guys. Right. Thankfully. Obviously. Um, it's, it's all the tools from the Cohagen company. But yeah, so they, they close the doors. But Quaid's able to escape under one just before it closes. Right. So he's sort of free. You got um, <laughs> this. This is our first alpha male exchange. Yeah, movie. it's like a friggin male male dominance showdown. And this is some machismo that you don't really get in the like like some two two gorillas like thumping their chests <laughs> at each other. So it's it's uh, Richter and the leader of like the military unit. Yeah, the, he's like seeing like open the door, open the goddamn door. And he's like they're all connected, and then there's just all like a five second stare down. Oh man. You uh, think they're going to punch? I like your idea. that. The, I bet when broken. they called a cut, they would just like laughed and hugged it out. Kissed. And, or, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so Not they, that there's anything wrong with that. No, we love that. <laughs> so then we got Quaid. He's made his escape. He's riding like the Mars transit train. Sweet aerial view of Mars and models again. They're way better. Yeah. Of practical effects. If you guys can't tell. He's like sort of strikes up. a Well, you got two people that are complaining about Cohagen raising the price of air. Yeah. And then you got Quaid. He's chatting it up with a dude who couldn't look more like a construction worker or a miner. <laughs> that guy, that guy is familiar to me from a lot of like eighties stuff. I too. feel like he was also recurring on um, Home Improvement, mm. like one of Tim Allen's buddies or something. Tim the Toolman Taylor's buddies. Yes, I he, feel like he was a regular was on he there. Also on the New Heart Show. I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, he's like a famous character actor guy. How much of a dick are you if you're charging people for air? God, that's terrible. That's where Isn't we're it? going. Get um, ready for that soon. Kids. Yep. Yep. First water, then air. Um, but yeah, he's explaining to him, like, I used to work in the pyramid mine. And then Quaid's asking him, like, oh, there's those rumors that they found alien stuff in those mines. And he's like, oh, that's just rumors, though. And the the... The construction dude's like, you believe that? The more, and yeah, it, lots of convenient encounters again. The like story I, just unfolds for you without having to do a whole lot. But if it sort of feels like your own, like, recall dream. Yeah. That way, because everybody, yeah. the, way, the things that people are saying are not like, like what real people would yeah, say. Yes, so it's nice that you wound up right next to this guy, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Um, and, but I will say this movie does a pretty good job of like, rationing out the exposition oh totally it's like it's in ways that you don't necessarily doesn't feel too clunky yeah i mean it's not like yeah it's not people fucking it's not sex position or anything like that. <laughs> it's in a way that makes sense so then we've got what richter goes to see cohagen face to face yeah we get, yeah. We get bad, big bad and bad number two and cohagen's just furious at Richter for letting Quaid, you know, slip through his fingers well, again. And gives him the silent treatment when he first comes in. Richter, do you know why I'm such a happy person? <laughs> Ronnie Cox, this is his moment to chew the scene. He's right? awesome in the he, scene. He is just. So, and so he, yeah, he explains that as long as Trebinium keeps flowing, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. 
And he's like saying, the one thing I can't have happen is have the rebels win. And he's like saying, your, your foul ups are making it happen. Yeah. And again, this is a very, a scene that's written to walk the tight wire. Cause you're not quite sure even what he's talking about, yeah. but, um, it's, he never says what his plan is. Right. He's it's t- just he's clear t- that Richter's disappointing him in some way. Yeah, he's told Richter to stop thinking and just do what he's told because you yeah. are not fit to think. You're my lap dog. I'm going to hit you with his newspaper. He tells him, like, Quaid needs to be kept alive. And he and Richter's like, well, someone's helping him. And he's like, I know someone's helping him. Yeah. But he doesn't say it's me. Like right. it's our side. So it could, again, it plays both ways. Right. Yeah. It, and then you also, we hear that Quato wants what's in Quaid's head, which is a hard sentence to say. And then, <laughs> and that he might be able to extract it because apparently he's a psychic. He's psychic yeah. Which, that's cool. Cohagen's like his smack talk, the way he like just, rips Richter a new one is like super awesome. He's Ronnie Cox is so good at this. No, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, he basically, um, so he says, he, I'm going to need you Richter to play along with my plan and like, don't just don't ask any questions. Do what you're told. Can you do it? And yeah. Richter, Richter says, you know, he's like, okay, yeah, okay. good or I'll erase your ass. <laughs> he's so good. I would it's like evil. to see him try. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we go back to Quaid. He's arriving at the Mars Hilton as Hauser. Product placement. Yeah. Hauser had instructed him to do it. And he's there. And he flashes um, the Brubaker badge. He does. He <laughs> flashes that Brubaker ID. I feel so bad for those Hilton workers because they are wearing the worst uniform it I've ever seen. Like, it looks like, eh, it just looks terrible. It just looks awful. I, I feel for them, but I, I, I've had a job before my life, I believe where I had to wear clothes that I was not happy to be wearing. So I feel the pain. Where was that? Um, God, working at a car rental place. And then when when I was working at Publix, it was like, you got to wear the Publix polos and whatever else. I had to wear wear a Walmart vest. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, That's rough. It was all right. (laughs) It was pretty stylish. (laughs) Stylish. Do you still have it? It's at my parents' house. I used to, I used to still have those faded ass, uh, Publix shirts. I think it's, it's an, an extra closet in my parents' house next to, like, my graduation robe and my <laughs> nice. middle school letterman jacket. Uh, memories. <laughs> so, yeah, the dude behind the, the clerk tells him, you know, welcome, Mr. Brubaker. We've welcome got back. Your, we got your sweet. Yes, right. Welcome back, Mr. Brubaker. We have your suite ready, and you've got a safety deposit box. Mm-hmm. He's like, would you like to access that now? And he's like, sure. Well, sure. So of they, course they I would. Do some, like, <laughs> they do some, uh, some second authentication method like touch they both swipe their thumbs or yeah. yeah and uh and what's in the box what's in the box it's like it's the most yeah it's a flyer for a nightclub called the last resort and it says what ask for melina yeah, ask for melina and uh he's he's curious about it and i like this he he takes a pen and he writes melina and wouldn't you know it it's his, it's his to check the handwriting which yeah. i think i would know without having to write it if that was my handwriting or not Wait, has doug written anything at this point we don't even know that he knows how to write we can't read so <laughs> it may be judge? one of those things like instinctually Exactly. He's never written before. Yeah. Anywho. So yeah, Quaid's Quaid's out on the quest to look for the last resort. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he. Oh wait, I just want to say, like, once again, the the clues are being sort of doled out exactly as they would be in like a cheesy, you know, choose your own adventure type oh, scenario. Yeah. yeah. 
anyway, just want to point that out. It'll become relevant later when, as we try to figure out what's really happening. Yeah. It's all, it's all setting up for the, for the, the big reveal. Mm-hmm. So Quaid links up with Benny who we meet Benny. He's got five kids. That's if there's one thing we know about Benny it's that he has five kids to feed. He's got five. I've got five kids to feed. He says that. What do you think? Ten times, perhaps at least four times. Yeah. At least four or five. They, it's usually a couple times per conversation. Right. There's a skirmish as Quaid's getting. Oh, into shit. The cab. Yeah. Like all hell breaks loose. I mean, dudes are blowing stuff up in the Welcome middle of Mars, man. I know <laughs> it's like, you know what? Maybe Lori was right. And Mars is not a cool place to hang out. Well, yeah. Again, it's everything is subterranean. Everything's got to be underground because you can't be on the surface so you got nowhere yeah. to go but down um so yeah we get some exposition from benny here as they're driving away mm-hmm, through, like mm-hmm. the trying to miss gunfire that the rebels you know what do the rebels want uh uh quaid asks him and he says that they want more money more freedom and more air which doesn't seem like a pretty it doesn't seem like a demanding list freedom and air yeah. greedy bastards greedy bastards <laughs> you gotta pay for it assholes. yeah and they get to they get to venusville which is like the red light district basically yeah, it exactly. seems like a lot of sex exactly. shops and seedy nightclubs and, and filled with mutants filled with mutants absolutely um Benny explains where where the mutations come from, that they the first domes built on Mars were like cheap domes. They didn't keep the radiation out and it led to people being mutated, but also having psychic abilities. Yeah, which is kind of awesome. But I guess you you can't. You can't be anything but truthful in a society yeah. where everyone's like, you can read your mind. Yeah. There's all these people. Yeah. Offering to, to tell Arnold or tell Doug's fortune to read his mind or whatever, to predict his future. Yeah, like everyone's walking up to him and say, you know, I know that your sign, I know your sign is, I can tell he you. He has a tender moment stuff. with a, with a young mutant. Right. He like gives her money, which is, you know, we see that Quaid has a heart. And then, uh, then we see Benny dropping him off, uh, at the last resort, at the last resort and, uh, asking yeah, for yeah. money because he's got five, five he's got five feed. kids to Man, feed, got five kids to feed. Quaid gives him cash and leaves him with an impolite remark to take him to the <laughs> dentist because, because Benny does have a mouth. He's got a girl. That so. was a mean thing to say. Yeah. Unnecessary. It was, yeah, it was unnecessary. Um, Quaid, <laughs> so he goes to the bartender. He asked for Melina who they're like saying, well, Melina's very particular. She'll only see certain people. Yeah, and this place is, is definitely seedy. It's a different kind of hive of yeah. scum and villainy. Um, <laughs> He's like, well, I'm pretty sure she'll see me and stuff's a wad of cash in the guy's hand. He's like, no, you can talk to Mary. She's available. Oh, uh, Mary. <laughs> and Mary. Famous Mary. Mary turns, I think that's what he says. And then so Mary turns around and she's like, well, I don't know about free. <laughs> she's like, do you see anything you like? Is that what the line? I think so. She opens her shirt up. She's got three breasts. She's got a triple ta-ta or a, a ta-ta. ta-ta-ta, if you will. A ta-ta-ta. That's a very, especially as a 12-year-old boy, Yeah, that's a very memorable part of the movie. I think that I... I yeah, I ran the VHS tape back. They were tracking lines all over that. <laughs> I think I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> you like were in there taping it back together. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but then we see Melina step out on the catwalk up above. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I take it back. She's then we the, see Melina. She's, she's at the table with Tony and George. That's right. She's at a, ta- a table across the room with Tony and George. Now, she walks over and just like grabs Hauser by the dick. 
Right. <laughs> she just grabs it. What have you been feeding this thing? <laughs> he says, blondes. That's great writing. That That's is, hysterical. I don't know about great writing. It it's, is hysterical. It's hyster- I, when I say great, I mean, it's very funny. It's like, wow, they went for it. Well, and, and obviously it's clear that everyone at that table knows who Quaid is. Yes. And, it's not, and they're not necessarily glad to see him except for maybe Melina. Yeah, it seems like both, both Tony, who is... Dean Norris with a lot of makeup and prosthetics yeah, on. Yeah, that is yeah. Dean Norris, who is Hank from Breaking Bad. And George Marshall Bell that you remember from a lot of 80s movies, but probably uh, mostly as the bad guy from Twins. I loved him in Twins. Yes. Anyway, that's a few Twins mentions on these uh, Total Recall If you guys episodes. haven't seen Twins, what the hell? Yeah, watch Twins as soon as you're finished listening to this. That's right. Qua- uh, yeah, Tony and George know him as Hauser. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, yep. Melina knows him as Hauser. Oh, Everyone's calling him Hauser. Tony. Who's got like a facial deformity He's says you got a lot of nerve showing your face around here and uh, and Quaid's like look who's talking uh, again making fun of people's so brutal yeah I know it's that's like, a sick man. burn you're gonna he's burn going, the mutant yeah I mean, he's going after people's like you're roasted him yeah I know but it's, it's <laughs> those, those are cheap shots I don't like um, it and then as Melina is leading Quaid away we see the amazing Thumbelina who wants to also crawl all over I don't even know how I feel about her being called Thumbelina. But yeah, she's a dwarf, she's a dwarf, a little person. Yeah, she's a little person, and and a prostitute, and she's cute. She's got tons of personality, and she's like, if you need any help she's, with this one, she, give me a holler. I love it. She is ready to. <laughs> she's, she's sassy to, as hell. She's ready to swing on Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's, she's ready to climb him like a like a, like a tree. Like yeah. A tree. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. But no sooner they, they're upstairs and alone that she decks him. <laughs> she's decks him. She's like, I thought you were dead. And then, of course, she's quick to forgive and they sort of make out a little bit. Well, she's trying to kiss him and he's like, wait, oh, wait I need to talk to you. He's like, look, I don't remember you. I don't know who you are. Right. This is another thing that if you are if you know somebody and they come to you and they're like, listen, I'm trying to tell you something. Like, what if what if I came to you? You came to my house and I was like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. You're like, okay, you don't you don't want to believe it. It's a far fetched thing to hear. Yeah. So she doesn't she thinks he's pulling her leg or that he's full of shit. Yeah. Or whatever. He mentions, no, like I I just came from Earth. Uh, my wife tried to kill me. Of course, all she hears is what you're married. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty typical. I feel like yeah. that's good writing. Yeah, this is. Yeah, it is. I mean. Again, I love that. It, yeah. That's just all she hears. What? You're married? And he's like, no, you're not hearing me. I'm not really married. But like <laughs> I've been stuck in another person's identity or like I don't know who I am. And it was Cohagen that did it. Right. And, and she is not buying it. She's not on board. She with thinks right. Like story. she thinks that he betrayed them and that he's still probably working. And, for that, Cohagen. and that he has used her. Yes. To get her. I think because he just sort of disappeared on him. Right. She, he ghosted totally goes in but then he's like he's begging her to help him that people are trying to kill him and that he has intel apparently to bring coagan down even though he doesn't know right he's like it's in my brain i don't know how to get it out it's a a very adjacent born thing and she's like get the fuck out yeah i don't have anything to do he's like he doesn't want to leave and that's she pulls a gun on he's like people are trying to kill me and she pulls a gun and sticks it to his head and he's like really yeah like (laughs) like me too (laughs) yeah exactly it's a pretty good scene yeah so when we cut downstairs benny's getting the handful of ta-ta-ta yeah, he's checking out the he's he's wishing he had three hands, he says. <laughs> Again, it's 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 low hanging fruit, but it's it's it such good fruit. It's delicious it fruit. So Quaid, like beer. Quaid leaves, Benny runs out after him. Right. Because he doesn't want to, I guess, lose this like gold mine that, that he's found. He doesn't want to lose that fair. Yeah, yeah. Um we got Cohagen on the news saying he's declared martial law, basically, that the military's 
gonna Marsh take federal over. Federal colony is on lockdown because of Quato and his terrorists. Right. Quato is to blame for everything, of course, because that's the way it is. Yep, yep. That's just the way it is. <laughs> so Quaid gets back to his room at, at the, the Hilton. Hilton. No sooner does he get there, just about then there's a knock on the door. Always calling him Mister Quaid, or yeah, he calls him. He calls him Mr. Quaid. He's here. I'm, I need to talk to you about Hauser. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. need to talk to you about Hauser. And he opens the door and he says his name is Edgemar. And he's Dr. The, Edgemar from Recall. He's the first guy we saw on the very first commercial Which, for Recall. Typically, that would be an actor. Right. On instead the commercial, of, not a real of, doctor. Instead of the guy. But um, yeah, he comes in the room. He's like, hey, I'm like, you're not going to believe this, but you're not, like we're, neither of us is in this room right now. That should have been the name of this movie. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> he tells him, look, we're actually at recall. You're strapped into a chair. You're suffering from a schizoid embolism. Yeah, a, de- in a, a delusion that you're creating in your mind. Right. Oh, He's cool. like saying you've sort of broken free of the narrative of your trip and you're sort of forming your own adventure now. Which after the, after the couple of days Quaid has, he's like... M- how could he not be skeptical? He's like, okay, yeah. All right. I mean, when he, when Edgemar describes it, his version like feels more plausible, right? Than than that there's a crazy interplanetary conspiracy I mean, going it on. Does, it's yeah, it does. It seems plausible because we know that people have had these, but it also schizoid seems, embolisms before, right? But it also seems like, given everything that we've seen happen, because it's happened in front yeah. of our eyes, it seems like. People are trying to take advantage of someone who's been under a lot of mental duress. Yeah. So his 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 argument basically is, you know, listen, like everything that you've experienced is exactly what you paid for. Right. And and Quay's just like, oh, that's a coincidence. Right. That's a hell of a coincidence, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it's also been what he's sort of been dreaming about even before he went to recall. So yeah. maybe it's not a coincidence at all. I don't know. We don't really know exactly. Right. But um, and then suddenly Lori's there. There's well, there's a knock on the door. He's yeah. like, and he says, go answer the door, Mr. Quaid. Exactly. Yeah. And, and who is it? But oh, it's Lori, which I, I think the first time I watched this movie, I was like, oh, Sharon Stone. She's I back. Did, I, didn't think, yeah, I was like, sweet. <laughs> nice. um, and she says, of course, I'm at recall and I'm trying to help them bring you back. Yep. Yep. And Quaid doesn't believe it. And that's when the doctor like starts giving him a, the, the harsh, the bad cop and here, treatment. And here we raise like, the- look, this is not going to end well for you. Like if you don't. Listen, like yeah, you're going to wind up being lobotomized. You're going to lose yourself forever. And and here's where yeah. we get uh, the Matrix ripoff yes. moment number two. Like the Warshawskis maybe took took something. And maybe there's another reference somewhere. Or maybe it is Philip K. Dick. Maybe that's all of that was Philip K. Dick. That could be. Inspired. Was, but he uh, gives him basically a red pill. And he's like, I need you to take this pill. And the red pill will bring you back to reality. Which is... In the Matrix, I think, right? Like, if you take the red pill, you're gonna wake up. Wake up in the real world. And if you, yeah, if you take the blue pill, you yeah. go on living in ignorance. So that's a big coincidence for the Wachowskis. If it was not, you know, sort of an homage and, or whatever you call it, it. If it is an homage, it's an awesome homage. I'm all about homages yeah, to, yeah. to genres and to things that you love. Classical composers used to do, like used to quote each other all the time. They used to do stuff like that all the time. So Quaid, being a pretty smart dude that he is, he's like, "Well, if this this is just a dream, I could kill you right now, and you should you wouldn't worry about it, right?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, go ahead, but Double dog dare you." He's like, "If you do that to me, like in your mind, you're gonna think of yourself as a murderer. Like you'll go into a sort of a, a spiral or whatever. Yeah, you'll be traumatized. You'll forever. be traumatized forever. Like you'll be and you'll be trapped here forever." He's like, 
Now, this is when he makes some very, very specific predictions about what will happen if you don't take the pill, which is that you'll go on one minute. You'll be the savior of the the rebels. The next minute you'll be Cohagen's bosom buddy and you will have visions of alien technology, all of which is exactly what you requested from recall. But back in the real world, like you'll be lobotomized. So and I think that kind roll. of wins Schwarzenegger over. Like he seems like he's yeah. ready to take the pill, right? Done board. I think because all of that does sound like how, what in the world. And again, for the screenwriters out there, like it's a risky move to lay out the exact plot of what the rest of the movie is going to be. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's why awesome. it's why this, the story is brilliant, but it's yeah. But if you're, if you're the casual observer watching the thing for the first time, it's like, wow, that's okay. Uh, okay. That'd be <laughs> weird if all that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So Quaid pops that pill in his mouth. Yep. But then mm, it's got a sugar coating. <laughs> he sees a bead of sweat running down the head of uh, Edgemar. That's all it took. And he's like, if this guy is nervous that I might really kill him, then this must not be a dream. And that's literally all it took is bang. Yeah, he shoots him right in the head. It's a pretty gruesome kill. Yeah, it. the special effects on that murder looked amazing. Yeah. Which is also a weird sentence to say, but it did look really, really good. Yeah, he spits that pill he out. He spits the pill out right in Edgemar's dead face. And then... We'll have to tell you what happens next time. Oh, that's what we call a cliffhanger, kids. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're on the we're on the back half of the movie. Things are about to get super duper awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. Check us out next time. We'll see you. We'll be back. We'll be back.